0: Hey, I'm Carly and I'm Sadie. Welcome, Welcome to, to our mom, mom club. club. We love a good juicy story time with each other and
1: now we're bringing you into the club.
0: So grab your favorite after the kids are in bed snack
1: and your caffeinated beverage of choice. I've got my water <laughs> because we know I'm not going to make it through this without my
0: Dr. Pepper and start your commute from the crib to that pile of laundry you have got and start folding because
1: we're starting a new episode of the, the crib, crib commute podcast.
0: podcast. all right happy monday everybody
1: welcome to another mini-sode happy monday yeah we're it's a mini-sode but yeah today's mini-sode is an advice column so once a quarter we just send out a q a you know what do you guys want to hear what do you have questions about what are you you know the advice is free we're, we give it our, if we give it our best shot if you don't like it All right. If you like it, great. Take it or leave it. (laughs) Exactly. But it gives us something to talk about, gives you a place to ask questions. Cause I feel like that's something that like a lot of moms don't have is like that place to ask questions to like a trusted source, you know? Cause like, I feel like. And somebody that feels like a friend. Exactly. Like you want to ask your friends the questions. Like, yeah. And what do I do? Your friend. And we're your friends. So ask us your questions and we'll get, we'll give it our best shot. So,
0: I also think it's cool too because you hear these questions and I feel like it makes me feel not as like alone. Like it makes me Mm -hmm. feel like other moms are experiencing the same things that I am constantly asking myself. And so I also think it's good for that reason too.
1: Yeah. Well, and I find myself like when a question is asked, I'm able to like think of my own answer. You know, like when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like, oh, this is what I would respond. And then it gives you that like – sense of like, oh I do know what I I like want to do. You know, it gives you that absolutely a little and, confidence. Yeah. That boost yeah. of confidence that you may need. So
0: yeah. Maybe you, you have a different
1: answer, but best. if you have a different answer for your kids, then that's great because that's they're your kids and you know what to do. Yeah. So all right. I'll read the first one. All right. Okay, let's do it. Carly, when did you turn your baby's car seat forward facing? So I haven't
0: turned either of my are you serious? Oh my yeah, God. they're both backward facing still. Yeah, I know. I just am like I'm just gonna keep them back as like long as I can. Yeah, so we'll just see how it goes. It just that's what's worked for us. so yeah.
1: So yeah. we flipped our kids around. Berkeley was probably fourteen months, and Charlie okay. was probably about the same 14 months. okay. Um, our kids are really tall. Like mm. really tall, not yeah. not from me, but from Parker, and like the the car seats that we got that are toddler car uh-huh. seats just don't fit in our car right
0: rear facing, oh, which hard. like yeah, I'm like
1: if I'd have known that we probably would have got a different car seat, but we had a different yeah. car when we got our car seats, so like it yeah. anyway. it's so
0: hard when it switches, yeah, yeah.
1: So anyway. <laughs> experts say keep him in keep him rear-facing as long as possible also the other thing for me so we flipped Charlie around at like 14 months and that was like I mean it wasn't right when we moved we had moved right after he was born but then we you know we traveled to Utah a lot and I started traveling by myself to Utah a lot and with the kids and so it's yeah. just a lot easier to like pass oh, things for back sure. and forth when they're forward facing so that was just something yeah. that was like our our needs were that we needed them forward yeah. facing and we just prayed. when well, we i'm, I'm sure them,
0: but- <laughs> it's a lot yeah for reals i've heard that it's probably harder to keep your younger ones like backward facing when the older sibling is forward facing yeah, like I, I'm sure that Charlie like saw Berkeley, maybe or maybe it was I don't just, think like, he really
1: cared. Okay, but it, I think it was um, no, I know it was more out of necessity for me and for Parker. You. Yeah, uh, when we drove by ourselves with the kids, just because like yeah, Charlie, I couldn't do anything to help him when he was rear facing because my yeah. arms, I'm like a I oh mean, yeah. I'm not huge like a t- but like like a T-Rex, I have short <laughs> little arms, I can't reach very far. Yeah, and so I just had to go with what worked. What you needed to do. Yeah. And absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's ours. Do whatever is best for you. I yeah. I don't really care.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't either. <laughs> that's the best part is you're just gonna decide what works mm-hmm. best for you guys. Like exactly. I have a friend whose kid would always get car sick. And so she finally had to turn her kid around. Yeah. She was like, it is my kid getting sick and throwing up in the car every time we drive or it turn them around. Like, of course you're going to turn them around. It's
1: not worth it. You know? know? Yeah,
0: exactly. It's just, it's interesting. So anyway, okay. Question number two, it says, prepping for baby number two and mainly getting little one ready for a sibling. So I think they're just like wanting advice on that. First off, congrats. Yeah, that's really exciting. I think for me at least would be just talking about it a lot and giving them a lot of how things are going to go and -hmm. just like talking through it. We read a lot of books with, well, not a lot of books, but like three or four I bought. Yeah. They're just like about being a big brother. And we just talked about like what a baby's going to be. I know some people will get their kids like a doll or like a baby.
1: Um, But I don't know. Did you guys do anything? So we like tried a couple of things, but Berkeley just like didn't care. I was shocked. I thought she was going to be obsessed with Charlie and just like want to hold him all the time, want to touch him and like be all up in his business. No, she could care less. It's just like, yeah.
0: And I think that's a good thing to recognize too is after the baby's there is kind of going off the vibe of your Mm -hmm. older child. If the older child wants to be a part of it, let them. If they don't, don't force them to be part of it. That's like not something that you're – That would be a – I don't know. I don't want to say a terrible thing to do, but I think a terrible thing to do. You got to, like, give them their space and their time to figure out what's going on in their –
1: In their little brains. That's a big
0: change for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: and, like, with Berkeley, too, she just, like – there were moments where she was like, yeah, I want to hold the baby. And I was like, well, okay, sure, yeah. Yeah, like, like, great. Yeah, like, three seconds, and then she was like, I'm done. And I was like, okay. Yeah. But, like – Okay. Like you said, like, don't force it. Just – yeah. Really go off of their vibes because I think, like, I think about, like, you telling me about Boston and Memphis and Boston was, like, always wanting to hold the baby and, like, oh, yeah. always wanted to be next to his brother. Yeah. And, like, honestly, Berkeley was – couldn't have been more different. Like, not – Like, just <laughs> really not interested at all.
0: Yeah. It's, like, totally – yeah, it's interesting how every kid is so different. I think that's, like, one of the best pieces of advice is just go off of what their vibe is. Because mm-hmm. eventually they're going to come around to it, right? Yeah. But – give them their time to do that i think yeah. that's like the best but i think just in terms of prepping and getting the sibling ready is i also have heard don't make big life changes for that sibling three months before or three months after the child is born so don't potty train a month before don't put them out of a crib a month before if you're gonna like switch the crib out do, do that it. like do asap. Early. Yeah. You know, and to give them a lot of time because you don't want to give their poor little world too many changes. Yeah. So I would say follow that rule, read some books. And then I just talked about it a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was just like baby's gonna come and it's gonna live in here, and we're gonna feed the baby, and the baby will play with you, and we will still do this and this. One other thing that I liked that I did is still made sure that even after the baby was born that I had one-on-one time with Boston, especially the first couple weeks, Mm -hmm. so that he realized his life wasn't totally different and that mommy forgot all about him.
1: Yes. Also, that reminds me, another piece of, like, advice that Parker and I were given were to never say, like, like, okay, for example, for us, it was Charlie needs mom or, like, mom is oh. helping Charlie, like, it was like, blame, it, the, blame the baby, the ba- like, don't blame the baby. Yeah. Just be like, remember how mom is helping Berkeley? Mom needs to help Charlie. But then also like when you're helping the older sibling, like talk that through with the baby, even like, even though yes. he doesn't understand. So you're just saying like, okay, Charlie, mom has the- to go help. Mama has to go help Berkeley. I'll be right back. Yeah. You know, say, give them that same type of attention yeah. because then they don't For feel sure. like, like you're that. always pushing them off for the baby you know and yeah, they're getting like that, that same attention back yeah so that's yeah awesome all right okay uh, oh you're up yeah this one says what do you feed your one-year-old mine won't eat anything oh mine eats cardboard and styrofoam so i don't know oh no <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not just even like judgment. won't eat
0: just like literally won't eat anything
1: He, Charlie, literally today ate styrofoam, would not eat anything (laughs) at dinner. And I was like, dude, this is like actually good food. That's
0: so frustrating. Yeah.
1: But he just.
0: That's so frustrating. Did he eat a lot as a baby? Like foods? No. Or no? He just like never was into eating.
1: Like he likes milk. He likes, he liked his formula. He he does not like fruit, which I'm like, that's weird. You're a weird kid like fruit or delicious fruit is delicious and no come on who are you yeah oh i I don't know you just feed them what what they'll eat
0: yeah i mean yeah i think for us i feel like we've been lucky our kids will eat pretty much anything which is nice um but our rule is they have to eat whatever we're eating. I don't make anything different, but there is always one item on their plate that I know they like. But that makes it hard if your little one won't eat. Yeah. Anything, you know. I so.
1: think like so for us with Charlie and Berkeley. Berkeley's pretty. She's not picky, but she likes like four things, and that's oh, her diet. She likes mac it. and cheese, rice, noodles, bananas. That's about it. Okay. And cereal. Dry cereal. <laughs> yeah. No milk, just cereal. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so bizarre. But we, like you said, we always have, like, with our meals, if we have chicken, we have rice. If we have, you mm, know, yeah. whatever, we have noodles. And so just always yeah. have, like, something that they'll eat. And then anything that they eat after that is a bonus. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm- and I,
0: like, I always remember that, like, for the most part – right? Can't generalize too much. But like for the most part, kids do understand when they're full Mm -hmm. and when they're hungry. And I think sometimes we push too much that like, oh my gosh, our kid didn't eat anything. But they also have a lot of opportunities to eat throughout the day. Like most kids, what, three meals and like two snacks? Yeah, That's like a lot of food and a lot of opportunities to eat. And then put like if you give milk like in the Mm -hmm. morning or at night or whatever, like that's
1: a that's lot of food. And so
0: I think that like a lot of times I just have to remember when they don't eat um, or they like only ate like, oh, I just wanted the breadstick. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I always tell Boston like, hey, if you're hungry, you're going to need to eat now. And when he's like, I'm all done and he didn't really eat anything, I'm like, okay, just remember like we're not eating again until snack or whatever, yeah. you know, so that he like kind of knows. But- I also have to remember that, like, they are getting a lot of opportunities to eat, and that if they don't eat, they're probably not starving themselves.
1: And, like, so their stomachs are a lot smaller than ours.
0: Oh, a lot smaller. You know, smaller. like, Absolutely. I think yeah. sometimes
1: we think, like, they didn't eat a whole meal when, like, really, they ate till they were full. And yeah. they, they didn't need that much food. So, yeah, yeah I think it's just, you know chilling out a little, they'll eat whatever they eat. And I mean, honestly, calories are calories Yeah. to me, at least. Like I I am like, like, whatever they they eat, they'll eat.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, and I think it's great if you just like, I always do, I don't, I don't remember who says it, but just the like, I provide, you decide. So like, here's all the food. I'm going to give you opportunities to eat it. I also heard that the smaller amounts that you give them, the more likely they are to try it because sometimes like a big thing of chicken or like a lot of little pieces of chicken even like can be overwhelming. So if yeah. you cut like one on, they're like a lot more likely to eat that. I read that somewhere. So I thought that was interesting, but also anyway, I don't remember where I was going with that, but
1: <laughs> I, I like that. I provide you decide also like kid cootery boards. Oh yeah. Magic. That's like, a good idea. Putting it in in like little trays so they have like each little you know breaking it up so that it is less overwhelming also helps and for some reason everybody likes charcuterie so for reals though (laughs) for reals
0: (sighs) all right um this next one says the plan was to always have two kids but the husband changed his mind crying emoji i'm so sad how do i navigate this therapy first off i feel like yeah hugs yeah for you because that's it's hard. hard. But honestly, that was the first thing that came into my mind is I first think that you absolutely have a right to feel sad when plans change, especially such big plans. Mm-hmm. Like if you would always thought to have two kids and then one of you is like, actually, you know, I only want one or I want more, that's really hard. And mm-hmm. that's like a big life shattering thing for you and I think that if you talk it through with him and it's not really going anywhere, I would highly recommend going to therapy and having somebody help you walk through together if possible how to like
1: figure that that out but
0: even if you just need to go by yourself.
1: Yeah. Also like thinking about it in terms of, you know, if your plan before you had kids was to have two kids. And then you had one and that changed your husband's mind. Like, honestly, you have to remember that like having kids is a big life change for him too. Yeah. And I think sometimes we think like as the mom, like because we are the ones that carry the baby or, you know, we're the ones that do a lot of that caregiving that we talked about a couple episodes ago. We forget that like it's still like mentally exhausting and physically and emotionally exhausting for our partners. And so yeah, I I'm a big advocate for therapy, especially in big life changes like children. (laughs) So definitely that.
0: But I think you definitely need to be open about the fact that it this is sad for you. Yeah. Because hiding it is It's just gonna make you resentful. Yeah, exactly. So All right, you want to do this next one?
1: Yeah, I think this is the last question. Yeah, for this so what mini-sode. we decided
0: to do, yeah, is we'll just pick five so that we keep it a mini sode but the, we did have quite a few other questions. So I have taken all those and put them in a different file and we will pull those for next episode too. So yes. if your question was not answered, you're forced to stay, stick around and yeah. wait till our next <laughs> advice okay.
1: call. Okay, this last question. <laughs> uh, it's funny that I'm the one asking. It says, literally, how do you get through the newborn phase without losing your mind? Oh. Well, I didn't. So <laughs> I don't Then He's like, uh,
0: asking for my past self as well.
1: Um, I got pills and talked to my doctor and said, I can't yeah. do this. I hate it. I, I don't it's feel hard. like myself. I would yeah. like to feel like myself and I don't. So yeah, I take medication to fix the brain, help, go. help my brain up there.
0: And I think that if you don't feel like that's the direction you need to go, I think another great thing for me was ask for help. Mm-hmm. Like I think that can be really hard and sometimes you don't even like know what to ask for. And hopefully you have somebody in your life that you can ask for help. But that has been the greatest thing that I ever did for myself is like, hey, mom, can you watch the kids today for two hours, please? Like, I am going to lose my mind. Yeah. And, And I think honestly, the fact that you're like admitting that it's really hard and that you are losing your mind is a good first step because then you realize like, I need to fix something and I need to change something so that I don't end up I don't mm-hmm. know like worse in yeah. a sense like you've reached a point where you realize that something needs to change and I think that's a good first step but uh yeah yeah I would really along ask for that, help
1: along with that if you're like I don't even know where to start so something this is a piece of advice given to me when we were going through a lot of stuff was always have a running list on like on your phone or something of things that you need to get done whether it's like pick mm-hmm. up eggs go grocery shopping, do the laundry, fold the laundry, whatever it is. And then when somebody says, Hey, is there anything I can do? You just pull out your list and you say, Yes, I need you to do this. That's a great idea. Then they feel like they are being, you know, helpful. And they really are because it's something you need to get done. But it's taking so much of your mental load and your mental capacity. And you just get it done with their help. And it it's not like you're just like racking your brain of like, I don't know what to tell you. Like I, yeah, I just am so you. overwhelmed, I don't know. I don't even know where to begin.
0: So That's a great idea. Um, Another thing that I was going to mention is like, slower your expectations.
1: Oh, yeah. Put them on the floor. yourself. Put them on the like, floor.
0: <laughs> for reals, like your house is probably not going to be as clean as it normally is. You are probably not going to be able to do as many things as you want to be doing. And that's okay. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I think that once you set your expectations a lot lower, it's not always gonna be that way. But I think Mm -hmm. if you set your expectations lower and come up with like, what are your three priorities for the day? Is it to take a shower? Okay, then make sure that you know when you're gonna take a shower or you tell somebody or your husband or your significant other, whatever, like, my priority today and every day is to take a shower. If by 8 p.m. I haven't taken a shower, will you please watch the baby so that I can take a shower?
1: Or whatever it is. Like come up with your like say something like, please take the baby from me so that I can go take a shower. Because that was my biggest thing is I couldn't put my baby down. And Mm. I know this is hard to hear as like a postpartum struggling. Your baby will be okay in the crib. Your baby can cry. Your baby can can wait. You need to take care of yourself too, because you being an okay mentally mom is what your baby needs way, way yep, more absolutely. than you not being okay.
0: Yep. It's, it's way better to let them cry for five minutes and for you to take a shower mm-hmm. and to be able to have your little time than mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And I know it's hard. I'm sorry. You're struggling though. It's yeah. so hard.
1: So it is. Oh.
0: I would also tell you to listen to our postpartum episode. Cause I yes. think that's a really good one. And I think we shared a lot of different ideas from four women with
1: very different experiences, experiences, which is why
0: I love that episode. So anyway, all right. Well, I hope that was helpful for everybody. We will um, put a few question boxes on our Instagram for you guys to share your advice on these topics. I love that. I thought that could be kind of fun. So that they're not only getting our advice, but everybody else, because I think that's what makes the commuter community even better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, also it's Monday, which means we're going to be, I'm going to be posting the story submissions on our stories. So make sure that you head over to Instagram to share your stories as well as your advice. Um, cause we love them. Yeah.
0: And that's just at Crypt Commute Podcast everywhere yes. on social media. So stay tuned for a fun episode on Thursday. We're going to share your roommate horror stories. Oh, so it's going to be a really good one. I haven't read any of them yet. We're about to record it right now, but.
1: We oh, had a good. ton of
0: submissions.
1: A they're ton good. of
0: submissions. So, yes. yay! I'm excited.
1: Thanks again for being a commuter. We love you guys and we will we chat do. soon. Bye. Bye! Thanks for
0: joining us for today's episode of the Crib Commute Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can be alerted when new episodes air. And be sure to rate and review so more commuters can find us
1: follow us on Instagram at Crib Commute Podcast. You can also check out the show notes from each episode at cribcommutepodcast.com. Until our next commute, chat soon.